You're listening to Fragmented Fantasy, the story of the Frost Forest. Fragment 3, The Winter's End. Zephyr's soft footsteps halted just before the bleached snowy clearing. From under his hood he could see more now than ever before. His vision passed through the animals and structures in the settlement, till it rested on the eerie blue presence he had detected weeks ago. Its magic poured out of the font like a torrent, touching everything around it and stretching its influence far into the forest beyond. Eyes now returning to him, the tall standing figure reached into his bag to retrieve a purple leather-bound book before vanishing into a rift of space. A young snow elf on patrol snapped his gaze to the sound of the rift closing. His pike was held rigid as he approached the noise. His white stained leather armor shuddered a bit as he stepped between two imposing pine trees to find a single black feather on the ground with the snow seemingly dispersed around it. The sentry reached for the feather before jolting back upon touching it. A chain of black lightning jumped from the feather to his hand for just a moment, shocking him and sending him reeling. His gaze fixated on the feather as he rose to his feet, tightening his grip on his pike. Before turning to look for backup, finding none, he turned back only to find the feather gone. It was quiet that night, too eerily quiet. Yulin Idril was head of the Iona Defense Force and the greatest pike master the Snow Elves had ever known. Her instincts had never led her astray, and they were on edge tonight. She grabbed her second-in-command by the shoulder. Tur, she started. What have the scouts reported? Tur was startled by the sudden grasp and rattled about in his leather armor before replying. Uh... Nothing as of yet, ma'am. Uh, if it was something urgent, they would have come right to me, though, so I'm sure whatever you're... He was cut short by the approaching scout, tumbling through the snow below to their watchtower. Yulin gave to her a glance of contempt before releasing her grip on his shoulder with such speed that Tur stumbled forward before regaining his balance and following his commander down the stairs. The duo reached the bottom just as the scout flung open the door to the watchtower. Yulin immediately recognized the scout as Tilia Lorene, one of the girls who worked at the temple up until recently, when the defense force had needed more support. Tilia, said Yulin. Is it the Sabronians? Tilia bent over, hands on her knees, to catch her breath, but was able to shake her head no in response to Yulin's question. Ewan overheard Tur's sigh of relief, but ignored it, awaiting Tilia's report. At least, we don't think it is, Tilia sputtered. It is a massive force. We could tell by the snow shifting. It numbers close to what Sabron's forces did at the start of the scuffle. Ewan's eyes went wide. Racking her brain, she could not think of an enemy who would oppose the snow elves with such fervor and might, if not the Sabronians who craved their magic. How do you know it's not the Sabronians? interjected Tur. Yulin's gaze returned to Tilia as she pondered that question herself. Tilia continued, still catching her breath. They are too small, or at least too light. 
The forces we fought before, even the ones in cloth, compressed the snow a few palms. These individuals only compressed the snow the depth of one palm. Barely noticeable. Had it been only a few, the drift mages would have never detected them. Yulin only became more confused by this report. An enemy numbering the day of the Sabronians' greatest assault had appeared out of nowhere, barely visible to their detection systems, and approaching fast. Rally the guard, Yulin said to Tur. Tur scampered up the stairs of the watchtower once again, and Yulin placed a hand on Tilia's shoulder. Prepare yourself. I believe this will not be nearly as easy as fending off the out-of-place Sabronians. Tilia nodded now, finally straightening up. She exited the guard tower and ran off towards a few other members of the scouting team, who had been waiting outside. Yulin gripped her enormous pike and swung it around her head before staring at the large axe with fear. Her mother's words echoed in her head once again. Fear is a part of life, Yul. Only when you are able to freeze that fear are you able to protect that which you hold dear. The echoing memory faded away and was replaced with the ominous rallying horn that Tur was playing a flight of stairs above. The cool tension that Yulin felt before was now replaced with active suspense as the village of Iona took a collective breath and prepared once again to defend their home. The two scouts felt the hairs on their necks stand on end, collectively turning their gaze to the rim of trees where the sensation emanated from. They wrapped their hands around their spears tighter and approached the presence. Just before reaching the tree line, a shadowy apparition stretched above the snow and reached out a massive paw, grabbing the closer elf and dragging them into the forest in an instant. The sentry's screams of fear were muffled in a moment, as the silence filled the air after the shriek. The second scout, still frozen in place out of shock, was greeted by a sinister visage of an umbral bear emerging from the place where his compatriot had vanished to. The creature opened its mouth close to the elf's face, and a white apparition was ripped from him. The boy saw his mother, his father, and younger sister. They reached out to him with a hug. He had never felt such warmth before. His face twisted into a smile as he stepped forward to embrace them. His body then fell with a thud to the ground, muffled by the stacking snow. After the defense force was assembled, the onslaught had already started. Creatures appearing to be shadowy wraiths proceeded to charge into the city, preying on the first living victims in their path. No one was saved by their rage, and their raspy, otherworldly growls shook the younger elves. The smaller creatures were mostly manageable at first once the guard had rallied, but just as some sanctitude of balance had been established, a black specter formed in the shape of a tiger broke through the ranks, ripping two elves' limbs and sending some of the smaller shades scattering. As the defense force shuddered in fear and stepped away, the tiger let out a scream that forced all to grab their ears in pain. Swinging her pike in a forward motion, Yulin slammed it into the ground, halting the creature's noise and returning the defense force to their task. She then flourished the long axe head and spear tip to the beast as she approached it. The guards started to make a makeshift clearing with their bodies to allow the two to fight in a duel of sorts. Shadow creatures did not seem to abide by their logic, and charged past towards the half-circle of snow elves on the opposite side. 
A clash ensued around the tiger and human, both eyeing each other in an attempt to size up their opponents. Two wolf shades charged Yulin, and with a swift stroke of her weapon, the two shades became four smaller shades, unmoving in the snow. She brandished her pike at the large creature, and with silence began to charge the beast. It returned her challenge, now running towards her, jaws open to display the large, blade-like curved teeth. The axe head of Yulin's pike swung sideways, striking the beast in the face and sending it rolling into a snowbank to the side. Just as the beast had collapsed, the pike master went to drive her weapon's tip into its abdomen. The creature let out an inhuman shriek of pain as the pike was driven true. After wounding the tiger, Yulin backed away to manage a few smaller shadows that had approached her rear. She turned around to make quick work of the motley crew that had attempted to ambush her. In doing so, she had revealed her back to the tiger. The beast now once again on its feet, pounced in the direction of Yulin. Reflexively, Yulin threw her pike in a spinning arc sideways towards the now floating spectre. The creature hurdled the spinning blade before digging its claws into the breastplate of Yulin. As the large creature now pressed its paws on Yulin, she gasped for breath, raising her hand towards the tiger's face. The shade seemingly smiled before opening its jaws as a white apparition began to be drawn out of Yulin. As its maw opened wide, the returning pike spun through the back of its head, severing its top jaw and snapping to a stop in Yulin's previously empty hand. The pressure the commander felt was released, and she quickly rose to her feet to toss her pike once again into the fray, severing a palm full of shadows before spinning back to her grip. The tide of the battle had turned, and the defending snow elves had started to fend off the onslaught of creatures after rallying behind Yulin. The drift mages had shaped the snow around the footholds as defensive positions. The archer force had begun to regularly rain hail down on the oncoming shadows, and the pike and shield bearers had taken up the front lines, alternating to defend and strike against the seemingly continuous attack. While the attack was continuous, it had become routine and the Snow Elves had rallied into formidable positions. Suddenly, the air changed. Like a burden had been placed on the collective shoulders of the Defense Force, a feeling of dread rolled over them like a wave. The Southern Front had been breached, and shadows had started to pour into the city. Reports were given of black lightning chaining to multiple Defense Forces, killing them instantly. Yulin handed a shield to the scout who had run over to meet her, and dashed off towards the south edge of the city. The hooded figure had appeared out of nowhere. The scout who now held a shield to an umbra wolf became wide-eyed as he saw him appear. A dark-colored feather floated off to his side as he began to trudge towards the elves. The scout let out a shout as he smashed his wooden shield into the creature in front of him. He charged the hooded figure, still yelling at the top of his lungs. A cold finger stretched out of the ropes to meet him, as a tendril of black leapt towards his shield, drilling a hole and entering the elf's chest. He shuddered and fell to the snow. A shriek of pain from his lover was cut short as the yell from the line of elves was silenced by the same black bolt, leaping to each and every elf on the line. They all slumped over in an instant. 
and the umbral creatures stopped for a moment before screaming and charging over the now defenseless snow construction. A shadow wolf approached the cloaked figure. Zephyr climbed onto the wolf as it led him past the defenses into the city. Dismounting, he began to waltz further into the city center, sending bolts of black electricity through each and every snow elf garbed in leather that ran his direction. As he strolled through the snow-covered streets, the sounds of wailing elves being mauled by his umbral beasts resonated in his ears. He paid them no mind, but paused his leisurely walk at the assembly of snow elves that had stopped in front of him. The middle parted just as he was about to send them to an early grave. Curious, Zephyr paused and waited. A warrior carrying a large pike stepped forward to meet him. He sensed a blue energy from the pike, not of the same concentration as the item before, but still intriguing. The elf who stood nearly two heads taller than him pointed the pike at him in an indication of challenge. Zephyr returned the challenge by pulling his purple book out and flipping to a page, licking his fingers before rifling through its contents. Yulin stood, shivering not from the cold but from the figure's eerie presence that put every hair on her body on edge. She was ready, mentally and physically, and began her silent charge at the looming figure. His hand raised with the single finger pointed at her, as a tendril of lightning stretched out to meet her, she jumped to the side and shuddered as her continued charge was stopped by the sound of the bodies of the elves behind her dropping into the snow. Her eyes widened in rage, and for the first time in a century, Yulin Adriel let out a battle cry. Another bolt jumped to her, and as it did, she tossed her pike at the man. The lightning veered off course, being pulled upwards by the pike, and as the axe narrowly missed the unflinching figure, she drew a short sword from its scabbard and dove at the man. He caught her by the throat as he grew taller, and his limbs became wiry, stretching past his robes. His eyes of pure grey pierced through Yulin, and the commander was full of nothing but fear, hands grabbing at the figure's icy grip. The now skeletal figure stood uninterested, collecting a mass of shadow in his bony claw, before snapping it around his body to catch the spinning pike on its descent. He dropped Yulin, gripping the pike by the spearhead. Black flames engulfed the metal, burning it to nothing, leaving the severed pike shaft sticking out of the snow. Zephyr, then, without hesitation, sent a jolt of black lightning through the elf's chest, and reverted back to his previous form, stepping away before the fallen Eulenidriel had even slumped over into the cold winter embrace. As the Dark Wizard walked once again on his mission, every elf was met with the same fate, a dark tendril piercing their heart. No one was spared. Anyone in sight was either mauled by shadow beasts or shocked by his dark magic. Just as he began to approach the shrine, a single snow elf stood in his path. Not adorned in armor or carrying a weapon, the younger boy held back tears as he stood to face the overwhelming presence. Without a second thought, a black tendril reached out to end the boy's future. He jumped to the side in an instant to dodge it, and for a moment, the wizard recalled the fight with the pikemaster. Just as the elf began his charge, he was silent and focused. Focused as he was, 
no one dodges lightning twice. A second black bolt twisted his body around after hitting his left arm. The figure was limp, and Zephyr paid it no attention as he descended upon the item he sought after. As he entered the room, he felt its power, and was met with a barrage of icicles that he melted with an umbral flame before they reached him. He ducked as a hand axe swung for his neck before being yanked back by a chain. Two snow elves stood between him and his prize, one wearing robes and carrying a staff of twisted white bark. The other wore various pieces of leather armor scattered in an irregular stack, with a hand axe in one hand and a wound-up chain in the other. Kelry summoned all his strength to send a billowing wind swirling at the figure. It pushed the man, his back now to the temple's door. Now, Niara! he shouted. The hand axe once again was sent flying through the air at the humanoid, plastered to the wall by the sheer force of the wind. The hand axe struck true, and Niara let out a breath of relief before realizing that the wind had stopped, and the hand axe blade now rested in the hand of the hooded figure. Shadows began to wrap around the chain of Niara's weapon, and it became alive, tightening around her before wrapping itself around her mouth, binding her. No! began Kelreath, as the chain now split from the hand axe end, bound to him as well, tightening around his eyes as the shadow magic transformed the chain into solid metal plates, covering the elves' mouth and eyes respectively. The remainder of the chain dissipated, and the two figures knelt in pain, and silently were commanded. Zephyr walked into the center of the sanctum, where the source of the magic flowed from. There, standing still as the now-dominated elves outside, was a blade of pure ice, barely sticking out of the small frozen lake in the center of the room. For the first time in the entire onslaught, Zephyr exhibited emotion as his face twisted into a crooked smile. He had gotten what he came for, and in doing so, had become the winter's end. This has been Fragmented Fantasy, the story of the Frost Forest. Fragment 3, The Winter's End. The Snow Elves' demise transpired overnight by a foe unknown to them. The remaining Snow Elves scattered from their homeland, never able to return due to a potent curse, the very same curse that afflicted the protectors of the relic, and forces them to defend it eternally in the service of their greatest foe. Thank you for listening, and as always, good luck piecing together the puzzle.